Hi, welcome to The Pipeline, all things CD and DevOps podcast by the CD Foundation. I am your host, Jacqueline Salinas, Director of Ecosystem and Community Development. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 22. We have a very cool guest. Her name is Dina Graves-Portman from Google. Dina is a Google Cloud Developer Relations Engineer with a deep passion for data. In her six years at Google, she served on all sides of the data world, including analytics, engineering, and machine learning, plus consulting. Currently, she's focused on bringing meaningful and actionable data insights to to developer operations. Thank you so much, Dina, for joining me today. As we always do, we kick off the pipeline with our favorite icebreaker and segment, My DevOps Journey. Dina, can you please tell us about your DevOps journey? That is a, a great question. Um, it's I have one of the most convoluted paths I can imagine. <laughs> um, I actually uh, studied political science in school, and I had intended to, to go to law school. And uh, when I worked at a law firm out of college, I, I decided that wasn't for me. And <laughs> then I, I bounced around for a little bit, and my first job in tech was actually um, reviewing flagged videos at YouTube uh, for for content violations. Um, And from there, I, um, well, then I I worked at a rice importing company. And it was at this company that the the shift from going from, from Google to to food imports and exports was just it was just like this like huge cultural shock and i was very frustrated that a lot of the things that i knew could be automated were just were they weren't automated there weren't any systems in place um and i knew that the company i was working for didn't have necessarily have the resources or you know wouldn't invest in um the tools that we would need to to essentially make my job easier um so i decided to learn how to code and that was the beginning of my you know serious journey into automating all the things that is a very unique story for sure this is the first time um i mean it, it was kind of funny i wanted to mention earlier when you were saying your first role was at YouTube, um, you know, with the videos, I was just like, well, that's sort of still in policy. You're still applying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anything that's been flagged, hey, you're still p- applying a, a policy that folks need to follow. But thank you so much for for sharing that with us. Um, so today we are going to be speaking about measuring DevOps, something that is you know, very important. And it's also kind of not very clear to me. I'm, I'm also very new in, in this space. Um, but yeah, can you tell me what is DORA? Yeah, um, so Dora is the DevOps research and assessment team. Um, it's essentially this group of you know academics um, and statisticians who researched um, the DevOps movement over over six years um, and found that um, there were specific metrics that were very not not just aligned and correlated, but actually like predictive of business outcomes. Um, another great thing that they did was they they outlined all of the the capabilities, like the technical and also like process um, capabilities that 
you that one would need to develop uh, to to essentially excel um, in these in these metrics that would then lead to better success. Um, I think a very common idea that people have is. So on the one side, you have your developers and you want to develop, you know, as quickly as possible. You want to be productive. Um, and on the other hand, you have, you know, the operators who are tasked with keeping the system stable and keeping everything up, keeping everything running, making sure the users don't get any errors. Um, and there's this idea that if we, you know, go too fast, we're going to break things, you know, go fast and break things. And it turns out that what Dora found is actually the the these organizations who were, you know, they were developing at like like thousands of times the rate of, of other organizations, and they had this massively lower error rate and this massively faster um, time to restore. So what we find is that if you have the the right systems in place to allow you to like really, really ramp up your development velocity, then what you get um, is also more. And then, sorry, I just need to back up a little bit, Dina. Can you actually um, tell us what DORA stands for, for those of us that don't know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, DORA, it's D-O-R-A, and that's DevOps Research and Assessment. Awesome. Thank you so much. So why should we care about this? Why is it important for the industry to, to, to understand the value of it? Well, I think that there's, you know, the two most valuable things that, that have come out of the door of research is identifying these, these four key metrics that basically there's two metrics that, um, that represent the, the velocity side and two metrics that represent the stability side. And on the velocity side, we have lead time and deployment frequency. And on stability, we have change fail and time to restore. And I know from, from actually like working um, on a data analyst team before that people are very uh, attached to, to a lot of different metrics and, and you're always like looking for the right one. Um, and what you end up with is, you know, like, 20 different metrics essentially that represent um, velocity and represent uh, stability and too much data um, is it, it, it it's actually it's distracting and you could pick the wrong metrics to try to optimize and align on and uh, metrics that wouldn't necessarily um, lead to better business outcomes. Because what's really important about these DORA metrics is that they're predictive of successful business outcomes, including profitability. And when you're playing with data, usually you start with like what you have and that doesn't necessarily mean that those are the right numbers to focus on and to optimize against, and they could actually do more harm than good. And so I think the really valuable thing about these, these DORA metrics is that, you know, there's six years of research that say these are the ones to look at. And another good thing 
another really valuable thing about these metrics is if you if you like make a dashboard and you have all of these beautiful numbers and charts all over it um, and you show it to somebody, they're going to say, oh, yeah, that's nice. But uh, am I am I doing a good job? Like you you this bar went up here and this thing went down. And here's a pie chart. And I don't actually know what this means. Like are we performing to the level that we should be performing? How are we compared to other people? And the the Dora team, you know, actually you know, can help you benchmark yourself against the industry that you're in. And so you can see how you compare. You can see like, you know, this is what the elite performers are doing. This is what the medium performers are doing. This is what the low performers are doing. And then you you can align and know you know what it is that you need to do to improve in these specific areas and which capabilities develop to to move perhaps from this medium performing um, threshold to a higher performing threshold. So how do we use how do we use it? How do we use Dora? That's a great question. Um, I think the well, first of all, I think, you know, everyone, all teams should be should be looking at these metrics so that they have an idea of, of where they stand um, and what they can improve. So there's there's two essentially different kind of like profiles of, of you know, maybe who should be how to, to look at these. Um, one would be if you are a team um, that is actively trying to change things. Maybe you're you're trying to move to cloud, um, or maybe you're trying to adopt a new change management system, um, and you need to to justify it in some way. Um, you need to kind of like sell that these are good changes to make and also kind of you know quantify like what is what's going to be the return on this investment and you know dora provides some resources there because you can see that these capabilities you know maybe the shift to like this you know different kind of change management system will result in a um and faster velocity and so you can get buy-in essentially from you know the people who who is a, uh, you know are in charge and can say yeah okay we will fund this new system or you know we'll get behind this or maybe all our teams will do this new thing um, so that's i think that's one type of team that would really benefit from using dora and the other is just uh, you know, kind of like the general team that is is cruising and maybe their business is doing well, um, but you know, technology changes quickly and everybody's always improving. So I think that even if you're not actively trying to change things, um, I think knowing where you stand, you might get actually like this like big shock, like a big wake up call. Um, you know, I know some teams that take a full week actually to roll out new releases. And you can imagine what this does to the lead time to change because lead time to change, it starts 
at the very first commit. So if you have, even if you're working in these like really small batches, um, if you have just like a day or two to get from your commit to submitting it, if from there you have an entire week to get that into production, that is massively slow lead time. So a team like that might see these metrics and say, oh, actually, like we thought we were doing okay. We weren't planning on changing anything, but we are not performing at the level of our peers or at the level that we want to. Um, so these are kind of like the, the two profiles. And I think an important thing to note here too is that these metrics are looking at a team's performance. Um, so it's, it's not just for like one person in a team to, to cobble these together and say, oh, this is my personal lead time to change because uh, it, <laughs> it, if just one person is caring about this, this is, this is not going to cause any organizational change or improvements. Right, right. So, um, Dina, in regards to trying to measure the data, why would we use systems data versus a survey? Yeah, that's great. Um, the and one thing that I think, like, if you read the the Dora um, like State of DevOps report, you'll notice that the the research that they did was all based on survey data. So you know they surveyed these companies over six years, um, did some very you know rigorous statistical uh, analyses to to come to these findings, but. When you when you have this you know large data pool, survey data, you can you can correct for some biases. Um, if you're just looking at your own your own organization, it gets a little bit tricky because honestly, like if um, it you know it's like it's like four questions. It's like. What is your lead time to change? Is it so, so many days, so many weeks? Um, how often do you fail? How often do you deploy? Um, the people, even in the same team, might answer these questions differently. Because if I, for instance, okay, so when I, um, you know, used to, work uh, as a, you know, as a developer, I would write my code, I would submit it, and then it went off into this magical land and I'd be like, okay, it's going to be in prod in a couple of days. So if you had asked me at that time what my lead time to change was, I would be like, I don't know, like a couple of days. But... If I were somebody more familiar with the operator side, and I, I, I knew about like the long process of the rollouts, then you know I might say a week actually, and that's a you know that's that's a that's a large difference. Um, similarly, if you are the person on call and you're dealing with these failures and you're rolling things back, you're going to have a big, you know, different perception of what your change fail rate is than, than I would, since I'm just, you know, <laughs> writing fancy little features. Um, and so we want to remove 
biases, essentially. Systems data is, you know, it hopefully is a better representation of the truth than what our little, you know, perceptions are. Um, you also might, you know, if you're just going with surveys, you might be dealing with um, recency bias, recency biases as well, because if you just recently had like a really big failure that resulted in a lot of negative press, you might have an outsized perception of what your change fail rate is. And so when we look at the systems data, we, we kind of strip away these biases. And, you know, it's actually it's kind of interesting to like compare these things. Like if you had everybody on your team fill out the survey and then, first of all, like compared it to each other and then also compared it to the systems data, you know, you might start asking some questions like, why is it that my idea of what our change fail rate is so different from yours? Like, is there some kind of disconnect? Should I be more aware of like mm, how my tests are interacting? Like, what can we do to get on the same page? And what are we missing? What is it that we were missing in the data? Um, so that ultimately, those are like two big reasons to to start using systems data. And I would say the final one is it's a little bit easier to track your improvements over time. So if you have data, you, you your idea of the past, like everybody's memories are it's just <laughs> insanely flawed. So if we're looking at the past and we're just trying to think like, have we improved our lead time? Um, it's a lot easier to do that if you have data that's been tracking this over time. Um, and similarly, if you are starting to adopt you know, new processes specifically to improve the Dora metrics, you, you might see that reflected in the data quickly, um, more quickly than the perceptions, uh, than our you know, human perceptions would reflect. Thank you so much, Dina, for helping us understand a little bit more about Dora, what it is, why should we care about it, and what are some of the key metrics um, that we should be using uh, in order for us to, to understand how to better measure DevOps. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. It's been great. Yeah, awesome. And if you didn't catch Dina's um, CDCon session, she's also got an hour talk on measuring DevOps and also discussing um, the same the same topic. Um, appreciate your time and uh, really, really glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah.